Hello and welcome to the Transformational Healing Podcast, the podcast that will transform not only your health, but your life as well. I'm your host, Alexandra Babayan, a licensed acupuncturist and lifestyle coach. Join me and other wellness experts each week as we share with you easy and practical recommendations on how to unleash your inner power, shift your mindset, and transform your health. We are here to support you on your transformational healing journey. I would like to introduce today's speaker, Courtney Almer. Courtney uh, is a wellness entrepreneur, speaker, and stress expert. She is dedicated to showing high-achieving women how to break up with busy and find true success in all areas of life. No hustle or hard work required. And I just really uh, looking forward to our conversation because I'm really thinking that stress management is the uh, number one priority. Welcome, Courtney. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so delighted to be here and can't wait for our conversation. Yay. But before we'll go deep into uh, all important uh, topics. I would like to learn more uh, about your story and what brought you to this career path. Yeah, absolutely. So I, when I first graduated from college, was totally of the mindset that I needed to find a good job and work really hard to climb the ladder as fast as possible to be successful. And so I did. I found a good job. I was working really hard and I had a lot of success. But I also felt like I was living parallel to what I was really being called to do. I didn't know what that calling or that purpose was, but I also kind of just felt this tug on my heart um, in a different direction. But for me, I chose, you know, let me just stay in my lane. I'm going to work really hard right now. You know, I didn't have a family at the time. I wasn't married at the time. So I had the time to work. And in my mind, I thought the more I could work, the harder I work. Well, the faster I'll be successful. And then I could figure out whatever direction I want to go from there. So fast forward, met the love of my life. We got married. And two days after we got home from our honeymoon, I had a visit scheduled with my doctor because I was really experiencing before the wedding um, a bad sinus infection, really a lot of fatigue, just some different symptoms that I, I thought were related to stress. And a lot of them probably were. But when we got home and I sat down in the doctor's office that day, that was the day the doctor looked me in the eye and told me that I had cancer. Mm-hmm. And I was 25 years old and had my whole life ahead of me, a bucket list of things I wanted to do. And my life in that moment came to such a screeching halt. And I just knew deep in my soul that I needed to figure out a different way to have success without sacrificing my life, my health, risking my sanity, or giving up the things that I truly loved along the way. And so from that moment, I started asking myself, is it possible to have success without having to work so hard for it? Can I find evidence of anyone out there who has done that, who has created a lifestyle that they really, truly love, time freedom, financial freedom, you know, whatever 
type of successful lifestyle, but that they did it in a way that they did not burn themselves out along the way or give up their family or spend, you know, working 12, 14 hour days. And so that was a question that I really got curious about. And fast forward now over six years later after studying, you know, entrepreneurship and business and wellness and stress and psychology and kind of how all of these pieces come together and really enable us to show up in our businesses um, and in our lives that the answer, the short answer is Mm -hmm. there is a different way. Hard work and hustle do not have to be key ingredients to success, at least not your success story. And that's really what's led me to doing the work that I do in the world today, helping people, specifically entrepreneurs, but people from all walks of life, truly step into who they're meant to be by removing you know, the things that are holding them back um, from being who they've been called to be. And so they could grow a successful business or reach whatever dreams it is that they have that they want to achieve in their life without the hustle and the hard work and the stress and the overwhelm. Right. Yeah. When you were uh, telling your story, I had uh, goosebumps uh, because, you know, I feel like being 25 and uh, received this uh, diagnosis, right? Uh, it, it should be a re- really overwhelming and kind of not empowering, right? But um, I'm just wondering how, uh, what helped you to overcome uh, this disease and, you know, to have a strong spirit and to see something in that? Um, Oh, I love this question. I think for me, one of the things that I really started to notice was how very little space I had allowed in my life prior to having to go through surgery and radiation, really being forced to slow down in a way that I hadn't ever thought to do before. And so having that space really called to mind some deeper questions. And it wasn't just so much about healing my body as it was about getting to the deeper emotional problems that were even there under the surface that now that I had the space to explore, you know, they were kind of bubbling up and healing relationships in my life and just taking a good hard look at how I was showing up as a human being in the world, you know? interacting with other people? And was it really living in accordance to who I wanted to be? Or was it just more me going through the motions, doing things that I thought I had to do? And so it was having those deeper conversations with myself and uh, doing a lot of self-exploration and discovery, which set me on a completely different path. And so looking back now, I'm so grateful that that happened when it did, because I hate to think of where I might be today if it hadn't. And that's a really scary thought for me, but also now a really empowering one because, you know, I did choose to dive deep and really explore some of those deeper issues under the surface that I feel truly contributed to that diagnosis Mm -hmm. in a big way. Right. Yeah. I also believe that, you know, everything that comes to our life, it's for, there is some purpose behind it. And um, I'm just curious, is it how the uh, project Effortless Life was born? If yes, can can we talk a little bit more about it? What is it? Yeah, absolutely. So the effortless life was definitely born from this and really from these years of research that I have put in, because what I really noticed was that so many people said they wanted to live 
a better life, whatever that might look like for them, optimal health or better productivity or just reaching more of the goals they've set, but they felt stuck. That's like the one common factor. And I think, you know, everyone watching has probably had some experience of that feeling just stuck. Like they want this thing, but they don't really know how to get it or what steps to take to get it. And so we started to see really some patterns emerging um, of what was most often keeping people from achieving these bigger outcomes that they wanted to achieve. And in, in doing that, we, we developed a five-part process. We call it the effortless life method. And it's really based on three foundational pillars that are required if you truly want to step into your power as the person you're meant to be. And if you run a business as a true CEO of your business, and those three pillars are mindset, strategy, and commitment. And what we notice is that a lot of people have one or two, but maybe not all three. And until all three are operating in harmony together, it can be really tough to break through to, you know, that next level of growth, whether it be personal transformation, career transformation, whatever it is that you're looking to achieve. And so those three elements are really, really critical. And so that is where really most of our work is centered around, you know, helping people learn what it means to embody those different pillars and the exact steps they can take to truly um, create the life that they want and, you know, have optimal health, optimal productivity, um, just experience a thriving life, you know, in that way. Yeah, I feel like it's very important, you know, even not only in the business, right, but in the whole life, because if you cannot manage your life, then probably you will not be able to manage your business. Yeah. So it's very important. Yeah. yeah, and I know that a lot of people will know exactly what they need to do, but the main issue will be, like you said, that uh, for them it will be, and for me personally, and I feel like it's a human being thing, uh, will be hard to execute. And um, since you are a stress expert, right, um, I would like to talk a little bit more about that. Uh, personally, I see a lot of in my own clinic when people will come and I will ask question, how is your stress level? And they will say like, I'm okay, there is no stress. But then when I will ask some questions, I'm a Chinese medicine doctor will feel the pulse and I will get another uh, signal from the body. Uh, so I'm wondering how um, what's your opinion, how people can un, um, understand that they are under stress? Yeah, good question. Because our culture, it's, we have developed such a high tolerance for stress. Mm -hmm. And so as you said, a lot of people, I think, don't even realize how stressed they truly are. And when you start to look at some of the statistics out there, you know, the American Psychology Association reports that on a scale of one to 10, in a recent study, they did 100% of people reporting their stress levels when evaluated were at an eight, nine, or 10 on a 10 point scale. And living with this chronic level of stress like that, thinking that it's normal, thinking that this is just how life is, um, can really be detrimental to your health. And it can really hurt, you know, your ability to truly live um, the type of life that you want to live to have, you know, a thriving, healthy body to feel energetic as you go through your day to have a positive outlook, you know, on your life and where you're headed. 
And so what I would say, you know, to those people who are stressed, but who maybe don't realize where that stress is coming from, or who maybe have just gotten so used to carrying those burdens around, they don't even really notice it anymore, is to give yourself a little bit of space and just ask yourself, you know, am I, am I spending my time on things that I truly want to be doing? And it seems like a simple question, but I think most often that's a really good indicator of how, where your time is going, which also indicates, you know, where your stress might be. And if it kind of tends more towards what I'll, I'll label as negative, you know, problems that are going on or this that popped up more of a reactionary way of living, chances are there's going to be a lot of stress associated there too. Um, and so, like I said, we've gotten really used to carrying around the weight of that stress. And it's good to give yourself some space just to evaluate Um, you know, am I stressed? How do I feel in my life? You know, do I feel excited and motivated and energized? Or do I feel like I'm just going through the motions and that maybe there's something more that I'm missing? Then that could be a good first step, you know, to just evaluating um, how much stress could be affecting you. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Kind of push pause button and just reconnect with your body and feel what you feel. Right. And um, I'm just, you know, I'm always curious and asking uh, questions uh, to people who are, uh, went through some uh, breakthrough moment, right, like you did. Um, what uh, helped you to control stress or manage stress? I don't know or what words to put uh, into that. Um, what uh, practices you used? Can you share? For me, it was more of a mindset shift in recognizing, and this is, you know, a belief that I hold to be true is that stress can't actually be managed. Mm -hmm. Stress is an indicator to let you know when you've gotten off track. Mm -hmm. And if you think about your body's fight or flight response for a second, the purpose of that is to alert you to danger, right? You know, Back in prehistoric times, if there was a lion standing in your path, it was like, okay, do I stand here and fight this lion or do I flee? Do I run away? And so that built-in mechanism is there as a protection mechanism for us, and it's there to alert us to danger. What happens in our modern day and age is that most people have fight or flight activated all the time. And so it's hard to recognize a time whenever it's not activated. They're always kind of feeling this adrenaline rush, this go, 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 you know, movement through the day. And so um, we, we know that could be so detrimental to your health in the grand scheme of things. And so what I, what I really started to look at when I started to look at stress, and I did this in my own life back when I was really going through um, that whole journey of overcoming cancer and Mm -hmm healing my body was to recognize that stress was there to work in my favor. And it was there to get me to pay attention to where I had gotten off track or where in my life I needed to give some focus and energy um, to really things I needed to pay attention to. Was I overworking myself? Was I spending too much time, you know, um, doing things that just didn't fulfill me or didn't light me up? And so it, it helps me, you know, any t- and I still use this to this day. It's just if I feel a little stressed or if I'm feeling a little anxious or overwhelmed, again, to hit that pause button and then to ask myself, what is this trying to show me? You know, what is this teaching me? What is this 
indicating. And when you start to look at stress more as instead of something you've got to like manage or figure out how to get rid of, and instead look at it as a teacher, as a tool, as a red flag saying, hey, pay attention, it can really help you uncover some of the deeper things under the surface that are causing the symptom of stress in your life. And you're able to move through it much quicker. Yeah, you know, I like this uh, perspective. Usually, yeah, people will feel like I'm so stressed, blah, blah, blah. But if you look at, uh, at this as a friend uh, that's uh, trying to say something, that totally shifts the uh, mindset and the way how you approach it. The same as a, you know, disease or any di- diagnosis, right? It's just showing your body, showing what is where you're not uh, paying too much attention, right? Yeah, exactly like that. So I really see stress, overwhelm, anxiety, you know, anything that kind of falls into that vein as symptoms of a deeper root cause. And when you can start to notice that there's symptoms, just as you would diagnose, you know, a physical problem in the body, you can start to diagnose what's really going on under the surface versus just trying to put on these temporary band-aids or quick fixes, you know, to manage stress, like go take a walk or go take a bubble bath or something. It's like, those things are good and nice, but if there's something deeper going on under the surface that you're not paying attention to, you're never going to really get beyond the stress or be able to move through it. It'll keep coming up. Right. It's like, a, you know, a body is sending you a text message and first it will be like a small text message and then it will be bigger, bigger. And then finally you will notice it. Right. I like right. it. Um, you know, also I'm wondering, I'm kind of, you know, collecting the wisdom from people and, uh, people like you who went through, uh, this journey, transformational journey. I'm wondering what, um, three advices did you get along this journey and can you share, uh, the story behind it as well? Yes. I think one of the best pieces of advice that I have ever gotten is, and as simple as cliche as this is going to sound, it is to learn to let things go. And, you know, this has come from many different people in my life along the way. Um, my dad in particular, you know, was probably one of the first people who's ever said this to me, but it didn't click until much later on my journey. And I've had a couple of really strong mentors in my life who have, have taught me that, you know, that it is about, um, it's not about the expectation you hold in your mind. It's about how good you are at relaxing that expectation and knowing that things don't always go according to plan and how you respond to that, you know, how well you're able to respond to that. And so for me, just kind of in my own personal journey, being a very, you know, high achieving person, a very motivated, self-driven individual, it can be easy for me to create kind of almost these, um, you know, utopias in my mind that, oh, this is exactly how this is going to go. I have these really high expectations for things and learning to relax those expectations and just kind of let things unfold, let the process happen. And as you said earlier, knowing that everything that happens is happening for me and to look for those lessons in there has been a beautiful shift just to really shift that perspective of, you know, doesn't have to go just so, but just to let things unfold and know that they're unfolding as they're meant to. And um, that's allowed me to be more fully present in my life as well. So that's number one. And then number two builds from that a bit where it's like, you know, when you, when you start to relax those expectations, at least in my experience, I notice a lot of fears have come up around um, 
well, but if I don't get it just right, then that means I'm failing or, you know, making it mean all of these things that it doesn't actually mean. And so separating, you know, yourself from the results that you're getting in your life, right? Let's just use a simple example. Say you're trying to lose weight. And let's say maybe the scale doesn't seem to be moving as quickly as you want it to. That when you know that those numbers, whether it's the scale, whether it's, you know, something in your business you're tracking, something in your health you're tracking, whatever it is, the the result is it means nothing about you. It's just information to help guide you and steer you in the right direction. Mm -hmm. So much like stress is a symptom, you know, you can look at those results as, as guideposts along your journey. And that has been helpful for me to um, really just overcoming a lot of fear and anxiety and just personal mental roadblocks, if you will, Mm -hmm. you know, to um, living a more thriving, fulfilling life. And then the third piece really ties into this as well. And if you can't tell, my own journey has been a lot about letting things go and <laughs> overcoming perfection and, you know, letting go of the opinions of others. And um, it's this and it's, it's you know, Pareto's principle, which is the 80-20 rule. And we've got plenty of 80-20 rules out there in the world. But the one that sticks with me the most is the one that my dad has been a very um, strong figure in my life. And from a young age, he said, you know, Courtney, focus on the 80%. And what he meant by that was not to, you know, just do a halfway job or not to give it your best, but seeing my tendencies toward perfection, even at a young age, what he was really trying to help me understand was that the other 20% doesn't really matter because nobody's going to know that it wasn't you're maxed out 100%, right? In other words, the 80% is enough. And just focus on the 80% that you can do. And again, tying back to that first piece of advice, let the 20% go. Um, You're just able to, to go through life feeling a lot freer. And you can be a lot gentler with yourself as well. Um, So those have been three things that have just, you know, personally jumped out in my journey. They've seemed to be recurring themes over the years and uh, finally feel like I'm to a place where I've learned, you know, how to really embrace that um, and to let those things go and to know that that I'm enough regardless of whatever results I'm achieving. Right. And I feel like it's so common, you know, uh, among most people in more modern world because this feeling that I'm not enough and you kind of uh, work hard to get uh, to 100% and then you burn out yourself and uh, try and do everything as perfect as it can be. Um, and it's interesting in Chinese medicine, uh, letting go and perfectionist is related to lungs and large intestine and our breathing, you know, kind of helping us to let go uh, all the emotions and all that stuff. So I'm wondering what, um, what essential practices do you have uh, that set you up for success, like in your life and in business as well? Do you have any, maybe one essential practice that you think that it's the most important? Yeah. One of the things that I really do is um, whenever I'm going through a period where I feel like there's a lot of confusion or a lack of clarity or just a sense of not knowing what direction to go, right? We all meet these times in our, in our lives and on our journeys um, where we feel like we just don't have the answer. 
I really tried to lean into that versus leaning away. And what I mean by that is I try to explore and figure out why that's happening, what lessons I need to learn. Journaling helps me to kind of take some of the thoughts here, you know, out on paper as I physically practice that. Um, And really just, you know, trying to figure out, again, what's under the surface there that this is calling to into my awareness so that once I'm aware of it, I can move beyond it. What most people do is when they approach a period of their life where they're feeling uncertain or confused, they, they kind of go in the other direction. They want to run from it. They try to get busy, you know, and bog themselves down with all these to do's on their calendar and all these things that distract them um, from those deeper questions. So really just, you know, the main practice that I've adopted that I feel has been so pivotal in my own journey is leaning in when it feels hard Mm -hmm. and leaning in to see, you know, what's there that's meant for me and embracing whatever that lesson is. And usually it's, um, it's so freeing and it's so inspiring when you recognize that, oh, this is why this keeps happening. And now that I know why that's happening, you know, I can, these are the steps I can take to change it. Wow. That's so uh, courageous, I would say, and also very wise and uh, really deep thought. I feel like it's, uh, you know, if we have the courage to go into that and we will be able to go from our comfort zone, right? And there will happening, um, there will happen a personal growth, right? Um, yeah, I love it. Um, before I will ask you a last question, can you tell us a little bit more about what you are doing and where people can find you and what free gift you are offering today? Yeah, of course. So my website is one of the best places to connect with us. If you're curious to know more about the effortless life method, uh, it's CourtneyElmer.com. And then the social media channel, we're on quite a few, but the one that I'm most active on personally is Instagram. And that's at CourtneyElmer underscore. And if you're curious, you know, to dive deeper into some of the topics we've touched on today, our podcast, the effortless life podcast, we really kind of take some of these topics and unpack them and dive really deep into them and have some really fascinating conversations, um, you know, about how to go out there and live a life that is truly effortless and what that even means. So those are the three main places to check out. And then we've got a really fun quiz that we have just put together on, um, you know, assessing, you know, where you are in living and creating an effortless life. And so you can take that assessment. It's short. It's really fun. It's a series of questions you can answer. And then you'll get a score to show you, you know, and even if you're not scoring a 10 out of 10, it's okay, because we'll show you what areas to maybe focus on a little bit more um, to help you truly step into your, your role as your best self. Right. Awesome. And my last question is, what is your big vision for the world? To change the way the world works by helping them change the way they think about work. And, uh, you know, we're really passionate about working with entrepreneurs. And as I mentioned, we work with people from all walks, not necessarily just business owners, but we do see a lot of the same themes recurring you know, among people who are trying to live their best life and run a business at the same time. And um, we really love working with those people who also have big visions and helping them achieve those visions without having to work so hard for it. Yeah, yeah I agree. It's an amazing vision and I hope that it will come uh, true. 
And thank you so much for this conversation. I feel like there was a lot of wise recommendations and advices, and I highly recommend to everyone to check out Courtney's podcast and website and to do to go through the uh, assessment. I feel like it's very important to know where we are and where to begin. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's been a delight. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. If you found value in this show, please make sure to subscribe. If you know someone who is on a healing journey, please share this episode with them. My name is Alexandra Babayan, and I'll see you next week for the new episode of the Transformational Healing Podcast.